to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to the game tea podcast my name is jp my name is zach and i'm czar all right boys how are we feeling today i'm feeling good are you feeling you know, good yeah. yeah yeah things have been going okay lately uh czar you're off back in your hometown i am i am indeed how's that going it's it's going i forgot how uh slow life is out here with this pandemic it's just making things all the slower now the town that you're from how many people live there Three thousand. right now it's like stepping into a mark twain book oh my god zach could you stand living in a place that small i don't you and i have been living in pretty much or i can't say where we're from <laughs> you and i have been living in this town for a while now yeah i um uh, you know i probably wouldn't care so much if it wasn't for the fact that it took him 24 hours to download smash brothers <laughs> it did it was horrible i couldn't live like that i couldn't yeah that's that's absolutely true uh, are you okay from that czar was <laughs> internet withdrawal a little bit yeah but it also takes forever to upload any episode too. oh yeah that's a that's a shame there if only i had my pc have i talked about my pc even if your pc were here you'd still be struggling <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that's true but at least i'd be struggling in style this is madness <laughs> this is anarchy <laughs> All right, today on the podcast, we are going to be talking a little bit about the amazing Nintendo Switch sales for its console and for some of its games. Uh, we are going to be talking a lot today about Naughty Dog and things involving the studio, as well as where we are with The Last of Us 2. And what do you think, Zach? Does that cover it for the day? Dad, you know, we're going to talk some games coming out, but yeah, other than that, you're right. That's it. Wow, how could I forget about the games coming out? Zach, that's why I keep you around. I got your back, man. <laughs> Most time. <laughs> All right, let's jump right into it with this Nintendo article. Now, Zach, obviously, we got to give this one up to you. Guys, pals. <laughs> I, I already regret this. <laughs> Listen here. My friend RJ, we're best friends, on uh, Repit.com has gone over the financials. Nintendo does its, uh, I don't know if it's quarterly or biannually. I'm pretty sure it's just quarterly. So mm -hmm. their um, report, their financial reports, they have to give out. And they actually delayed it because usually this comes out like March 31st, but obviously because of COVID, everything's a, a shit show. So every, so this was delayed an extra month. And I guess they want to do it to show off because um, I'm sure like Xbox has told you guys about video games they're doing pretty good right now. Video games are doing yeah, pretty good. Don't say. I, I wonder why that is. <laughs> so let me give you some some uh, retrospect here. So Nintendo has sold 55.77 million units as of March 31st. Holy Damn. crap. That's outrageous. Zar had a really cool stat. Zar, do you want to tell them your stat? Um, yeah, the Switch has actually outsold the GameCube and the Nintendo 64 combined. 
I don't remember exactly what the number was, but it's crazy. Okay, so if the Switch is at 55, I remember this from the debate because this was obviously my huge talking point. I believe Xbox was at like 24 million and GameCube was at like 22 million for a combined of 46 million. So that means that about 10 million units more the Switch has sold than the GameCube and the Xbox combined, which is wow. No, it was the N64. Oh, the N64. Yeah, it was the N64 and GameCube. Yeah, the N64 didn't sell a lot. Really? The Nintendo 64, I've got it pulled up right here. The Nintendo 64 and its lifespan, about 33 million units. Wow, yeah. I thought it was much higher. You'd think so, right? Because I feel I feel like everybody had the N64. I think that just goes with how much video games have grown. Like, I mean, 33 million, sure, it seemed like a lot back then, but that almost seems like paltry numbers right now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just in the fiscal year of 2019, which is just March to March, they sold 21 million Switches, which is a Astounding. Uh huh. You see those numbers like later in the Switch life cycle. And so it's really cool to see that Nintendo is just killing it right now. And honestly, I mean, like, we've kind of talked before about how PlayStation and Xbox like to duke it out, but Nintendo is kind of on the syncopated beat where they're kind of just doing their own thing and they're like, oh, we're not a part of that fight. And for what it's worth, I think that's really, really working out for them. Yeah, it's been very profitable. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is I honestly think the Switch is probably only about halfway through its life cycle i'm glad you said that because nintendo actually said today jp jp's a fortune teller man that's why we, that's why we keep this guy around <laughs> they, they said that the nintendo is just barely halfway they would they would say and guess me that's barely halfway through its life cycle right now yep and that's the president of nintendo saying that so pretty official now, that's not to say they're not gonna have like a switch pro or a new nintendo switch god i hope they don't name it that the new nintendo that's something that they would do so here's a question this sale number is this including the switch Lite? yes uh, all switch yes. like the switch family systems okay so the normal nintendo switch dockable console and then the switch Lite, which they just released last year i think those have been pretty popular too though honestly right so they have a stat about 15 million base switches were sold with about 6 million nintendo switch lights sold for the yeah that year because they just came out last year i think yeah that's outrageous so anyway nintendo switch we know it's doing great this is obviously just huge speculation but let's jump ahead two and a half to three years. If you guys had to make this guess right now, where do you think the Nintendo Switch is going to be on the list of the best-selling consoles of all time when this is all said and done? I think top five all time. Top five is a good bet. Here, let me give you the top five right now. The PlayStation 2 with 155 million is number one. You mean the DVD player. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. The Nintendo DS is number two at 154 million. So, so we are counting handheld handhelds in that. Okay. Well, that's the interesting thing about the Switch is it's a hybrid. So I think you have to look at the list that includes literally every gaming device ever made. Right. It's kind of a cheatsy. Plus portables were cheap and mass produced. So everyone had like two or three of them. So the Nintendo DS had 154 million. The Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, they're counting that as one, had 119 million. The PlayStation 4 is at number four with 109 million. And the very first PlayStation ever made was at 102 million. And that's for its lifespans. Where's the Wii at? The Wii's at 100 million, isn't it? The Wii is literally right beneath that at number six with 101 million sold. Damn. So if you're looking at the direct numbers, PlayStation was at 102.49 and the Wii was at 101.63. It's literally less than a million difference. Yo, somebody go buy some Wiis in the country. 
Go buy some Wii's and boost that number above PlayStation. Why? I don't know. Just for shits and gigs. Nintendo has two of the top five spots, given PlayStation has three, but... Exactly. Puts the edge in Nintendo's favor. Okay, so anyway, the question is, we've still got probably two and a half to three years of years left on the Nintendo Switch's lifespan here. Where do we think that it's going to be once this is all said and done? Czar said top five, which I think is probably a fantastic guess, but we haven't even asked the expert yet. Zach, what do you think? Hey, now I'm, I'm with Czar. I think Czar's got a pretty good guesstimation there. I got to say, as long as COVID doesn't screw up anything more than it already has, and Nintendo can meet production needs, I think Switch is in a hell of a good place right now. I can definitely see it being 120 million. I think that's definitely reachable. But that Here, is a little, I don't know. I, I really want it to beat the PS2. But I don't think anything can ever beat the PS2. 155 million is pretty outrageous, but the Nintendo DS was literally less than a million away. Right. So, I mean, it's doable. How much the DS cost at like release? The original Nintendo DS? Oh like God, I don't even remember. 150 to 200. I was saying 150 to 200, yeah. yeah. And that's the deterrent. So it's interesting that you brought up COVID, Zach, because here is the super interesting part about this whole thing. In my opinion, it's because of COVID that you see the Nintendo Switch sales go up so much recently. Because people are like, you know what? I've always been teeter-tottering on whether or not to buy a Switch or not. Now I'm stuck inside. I ought as well buy one and just play some games. And that's made the sales go up in the short term. But now I feel like because of, you know, what's going on in the world with this virus going around, getting the parts to make more Nintendo Switches is very difficult. So production must be down right now. Right. What do you think about that? Yeah, they talked about they anticipate production. It's just kind of all speculation right now, like you said. So far, nothing's too bad, but they're worried about the summer months. If this COVID shit doesn't get under control, it uh, it can very well affect this and it's just gonna affect a lot more things. Right, or we're not just talking about the sales for the console itself. We're also talking about some of the games here, right, Zach? Yeah, you want me to, I'm gonna rapid fire these guys these are unprecedented attach rates people who own switches are buying games and they're buying lots of games so this is just fiscal year 20 so just march to march of last year to this year pokemon sword and shield remember when everyone's boycotting that game almost 18 million sold animal crossing literally out for under a month almost 12 million mario kart 8 deluxe that's been out for two years that sold 8 million luigi's mansion 3 that was only out from october 31st to now 6.33 million super mario maker 2 almost 6 million super smash Bros. ultimate 5 million breath of the wild jp i know it's gonna make you happy uh, almost 5 million there too Ooh. legend of zelda Link's awakening a little over 4 million super mario party which i'm kind of salty about 3.7 million um super mario bros use deluxe 3.2 and gosh i guys i could keep going there are so many games that are selling over a million copies right now those are some of the best numbers that nintendo's seen in a long time i think these are unprecedented numbers i'm trying to think of any like yeah sony sells consoles but usually you only pick up like three or four of their real big tiles you pick up the god of war you pick up spider-man you pick up uncharted and you're feeling pretty good but i feel like people just keep dipping into Nintendo Switch games, which is crazy because Nintendo Switch games hardly ever go on sale. They're like almost always 60 bucks. Yeah, that's pretty true, actually. Like Breath of the Wild, for example, I saw that on sale for the very first time, like two years after it released. Right. And 
I think it's just crazy that they're still selling like a million copies. Like, I mean, I know they're first party major publishers, but some people would be ecstatic to just get a million games sold. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo is making that seem easy. I think the stat was 27 games have been a million plus sellers. That's awesome. That's impressive. Go Nintendo. Honestly, they're really hitting it. They're hitting the marks, man. The consoles, the gamings, the marketing. I mean, Nintendo really is firing on all cylinders right now. And after seeing them struggle, even three to four years ago before the release of the Switch, really. And if you even really want to call that struggling, because I mean, they still had, you know, the handheld market under wrap with the Nintendo 3DS. Right. It was just that the Wii U was doing so poorly that everyone almost counted Nintendo out. And now they're showing they're coming back. It's hard to come back from that, though. Well, they're doing it. They're doing it. And I am very impressed and I'm very happy for them. Which is good because JP, like, Zara and I were all just talking like you want a bunch of people competing in the video game industry because you want people to push each other to make better games. Not one company can idly coast by and be able to monopolize the market or whatever. So I think this is really healthy for the game environment in general. Well, that's that's what makes gaming fun is is that competition. And it also fuels all of our debates. <laughs> yeah, isn't that isn't that the truth? So you got to have that diversity. Nintendo will never be counted down and out. No, I don't think they ever really will be. It's just like, and I never thought Nintendo was going to be out for the count as a gaming company. In my opinion, that after the Wii U, maybe they'd be throwing in the towel on their at-home consoles and just sticking to the handhelds. And then they came out with the Switch, which was just so inventive and so unique. Even though I remember I was in college the first time I saw the very first uh, ad for the Nintendo Switch, and I was not super excited about it the first time I saw it. I'm going to be honest. I just wasn't. But they've really changed my mind. I love it. I love that Switch. When I first saw the Switch, I just wondered how the hell you played it. (laughs) I didn't understand all of the docking from your TV and playing it in your hand. Yeah, but they're really showing us now. This is awesome. All right, last talking point I wanted to talk about. 48.5% of all Switch games were sold digitally. You guys think that's going to be a trend? Was this like, was COVID kind of that push people needed to start buying games digitally? I mean, we've talked, we talked about that in an episode like a month or two ago. I mean... It was of my opinion that we're just going to see most of the gaming market go towards digital downloads pretty soon, completely. It's blockbuster syndrome. Yeah, precisely. 50% of people going digitally. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that a good amount of that's probably been due to COVID. But on the other hand, I'm thinking if these people are downloading the games digitally now, uh, maybe they'll just become addicted to doing it that way from here on out, even after this is all over. And that's just going to be their standard way of getting their games. Who knows? Who knows? But I do think that it's really going to be the main way of getting games in the future. I know Zar is a big collector of physical copies of games, but I am all aboard the digital train. Choo-choo. So convenient. <laughs> it really is. Especially on like a portable system like the Switch. I love being able to just hop between like a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. And it not really like, I mean, it sounds so fucking lazy, but just like not having to take out the cartridge, go and find it, put it in. I'm pretty organized. I'm a, I'm a grown man. <laughs> and I don't, I just, I don't know. There's just something so satisfying about just clicking on like, oh, hey, now I'm accessing Splatoon. Oh, you know what? It's time to go duke it out in Smash Brothers. 
Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think yeah. it's so nice. Yep, it's absolutely true. Physical game copies are archaic to today's standards because that's what everyone wants to do. Hop on a game, then go to Netflix, then hop on a different game. I don't think physical copies will ever go away completely because hell, we still have vinyl and I love collecting vinyl too, but sure. I definitely think the market will be skewed. So let me ask you this, Czar. Right now, if I had to give a percentage of my PlayStation 4 gaming collection, and I probably have at least 120 games, I only have maybe about, I'll give it 18% of those games are physical copies. 18%. That's it. I can believe that. If you had to give a percentage for your gaming collection that is physical versus digital, what would your ratio be? 35%. 35% are digital downloads? No, 35% are physical copies. Oh, wow. For some reason, I thought you were still aboard the physical train a little bit more than oh, that. Oh, I absolutely am. But the reason I only have about maybe 20 to 30 physical Xbox copies are because they're AAA titles. Most of my downloads are indie developers um, or lesser known but still bigger titles like The Binding of Isaac, Undertale, all of those types. All of those are pretty hard to come by a physical copy. And so I guess my collection just reflects on what games I'm specifically interested in. Yeah. But I have just a plethora downloaded. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. All right. Well, as the last word, I think we can all agree. Uh, Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo. All right, all right. The truth is I'm just stalling because I'm not super excited to talk about this next thing. See, the rest of our show is kind of sad right now, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we probably should have ended with the Switch, to be honest, because, yeah, I'm pretty bummed out about the rest of this. You know what? That's an editing thing. If you want to do that, I won't even tell them, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're already down the rabbit hole. Well, JP, since I did Nintendo, you're all for Sony. You got it, bro. Oh, my. Let's go, PlayStation. All right, all right. Let me read this stupid thing. This article is by Thomas Bardwell over at CCN.com, not to be confused with CNN.com. <laughs> <laughs> the Last of Us 2, Naughty Dog's ambitious game, is mired in controversy. So, uh, Naughty Dog done messed up a lot. Yeah, they did. Naughty Dog done messed up a lot. Uh, yeah, so the first heading, I guess it's kind of the second heading because it kind of starts off by just talking about how excited everyone is for Last of Us Part 2. Big game, big shoes to fill. But then you have Naughty Dog being accused of violence to hog game, which I don't know, JP, you, me, and Zara kind of debated this a little bit before, but did you feel that Last of Us 2 was just doing the violence just to show it off or is it kind of it's kind of an integral thing part of the plot what do you think um so gratuitous violence in zombie games let's talk about that i mean what is there to say it, it's so let's start with this I am so desensitized to what constitutes as a violent video game now. After you play Doom, what else can even compare anymore? So to me, the level of stimulus for that is so high that in my opinion, no. But I mean, this is kind of the whole debate about this is ridiculous in my opinion anyway, it, because this is basically going towards the, you know, do violent video games make kids violent? fight that's what this th that's what this really is about otherwise people wouldn't care and i mean there's just no statistics to show that their video game you know playing these types of video games make kids more violent it's just a violent video game i mean that's what it is it's a game about the zombie apocalypse it's a game about people how terrible people are in lieu of the apocalypse it's gonna be a violent video game 
and that's why it was given the M rating that it was given. And I mean, I don't know what else you want me to say about that. I mean, I just think that the accusation that it's too violent or that any video game can be too violent really is just ridiculous. So that was the first thing that people were getting all up in arms about. And I really think that JP hit the nail on the head. Like, guys, it's rated M. It's not something you want a kid to come and go play. I'm sure there will be some. And that just comes down to like, I don't want to say like it's parenting because it just, it happens sometimes, but like you can't, you can't blame the content, but you can blame the content provider. I don't know. I think it's kind of goofy how people get mad about those things. When I watched the trailer, if I didn't know any better, I would have thought I was watching a trailer for the new Walking Dead season. Honestly. I mean, the Walking Dead has kind of moved towards that culty aspect almost, I feel like. And there really wasn't a terrible amount of violence in the trailer. I mean, it was a bit torturesome, but... That, <laughs> We've seen so much worse in commercials and movie trailers that this is nothing. We're desensitized at this point. That, that's the point I was trying to make is that the bar has been set so high for us on what constitutes as like a super violent video game that we don't really see it anymore. But specifically what I noticed certain people were triggered about with this trailer was the woman on woman violence aspect to it. Um, I mean, I I don't know what really you can say about that. It's just, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was know. really <laughs> questioning that too. It's like, okay, so one, one woman's the leader and then the other one's the prisoner. It's completely coincidental that they're same sex. Right. <laughs> I, I don't get why people are upset about that. I mean... It's almost funny because I feel like they're trying to accuse you of sexism, like, oh, look at these women fighting. You know, that's not something that can actually take place. And well, I think the true bit of sexism is, you know, you don't think that there can be these strong female characters that do get into fights like this, you know, I, you know, in the video game world. It's just that's kind of my that's my opinion. I mean, you guys got my opinion about the whole was the first trailer too violent thing. Uh, do you guys like echo what I felt? Do you think I was right? Do you have an opposing opinion? What do you think? That was it was incredibly tame. Mm. There was virtually no violence in the entire trailer. Right. I mean, I want to say there was no violence, but I wouldn't say there's anything to be outraged about. I wanted to bring up all these points because I feel like Last of Us 2 has just been under this microscope and it's such a big game and it seems like the internet is just doing anything it can to rip this game apart right now. It's just the price of being a popular game. I mean, it really is. It's This game has so much hype and anticipation around it that obviously people are going to want to try and tear it down just for the sake of seeming like an interesting person for hating something that everybody else really wants to like. Not to say that there's not legit legitimate uh, criticism that can be given about this whole situation but i'm just making the point that when something is this popular and is this hyped up it's gonna attract that kind of attention well that's what happens when you win game of the year you get a target on your back yeah exactly exactly but i think we've talked about this uh zach what was the second part of this that you wanted to talk about oh fast forward e3 2018 sorry i really don't even want to like you know what i mean like it's just one of these things that's kind of like come on now it's a hard topic i know i know it's another one of those eggshell topics for sure um the main character ellie 
is seen on screen giving a passionate kiss to a female partner known as Riley. And social media just erupted in accusations that Naughty Dog has a gay agenda. What are your uh, what are your takes on that there, JP? Because I uh, yeah, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells right you know, now. It's gonna pass that torch pass as quick torch. as you can. <laughs> what do you think, JP? Uh, potato. All right, you know what? Oh, no, sorry. You know, I've been picking on JP a lot. Zara, what do you think? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said anything. Put a target on my back. <laughs> but okay, what I think about this is. Holy shit, people. It is 2020. We are well into the 21st century. This should not be a big deal. It it should be normal mm -hmm. at this point that you wouldn't even notice it. All you would notice is there was a kiss and then some kick-ass gameplay in the middle. And then, you know, back to a kiss. That's what whatever. That's what's baffling to me is you want I think the second trailer was much more violent than the first trailer for the game. Yeah. Someone basically gets decapitated in the second trailer, but everyone's pissed off about the kiss. Exactly. I, I don't get it. Look, most of the people who actually plan on playing this video game, they don't care about the kiss either, nor do they care about the violence of the game. The people who are complaining about both of those things, I mean, it's the parents and folks in the older generation. I'm not saying every you know, older person cares about this so much, but it's just, those are honestly the two people who are, or the kinds of people who are complaining about this, you know, the Karens who saw two women kiss, like, oh, I can't have my children seeing that. That's not- Oh, those damn Karens. Oh my God. It's just, this is such a Karen move. That's just the thing is like, you ask yourself the question, why do people care, people who want to play this game, why do they care? And the answer is they don't. They're not the ones who are making such a big deal about this. It's the parents, honestly. It's parents and, you know, uber religious people that saw this and it's like, to hell with the violence. Uh, you know, we can't see two women kissing in a video game. That's not right. Ignorant people is, is what it boils down to. You mentioned walking on eggshells with this one, but this is honestly something I don't mind taking a strong opinion on. You know, it's just absolutely get with the times, people. Yeah, <laughs> I think we can all say like you can have your own opinion, you can have your own preconceived judgments, all that stuff. But as long as it's not like physically hurting another human being, I'm kind of with you guys now. Like you shouldn't be breaking other people down based on their decisions. Yeah, that is just kind of like I totally agree with you guys. Like you need to get with the times. If it's not impacting you in a negative way, like a physically negative way, why let it? control you and let it ruin your your day when it doesn't really affect you at all or it shouldn't impact you at all mm -hmm. absolutely i mean what it boils down to is did you have fun playing the game was the game fun to play mm -hmm. if it was then i mean that shouldn't matter and if it wasn't then it's probably a game mechanic problem <laughs> honestly and i would like to alter just a little bit of what you said about like does anyone care about this kiss well, actually, there's a lot of people who care about this kiss because I, I looked into the fanfare of it a bit. And with the DLC, I don't remember what the DLC was called, but Riley was introduced. Yeah. And there was strong hinting through comics and cutscenes that her and Ellie would get together. Well, and the fans loved that. That's, so I don't know where this hate's coming from. <laughs> that's what I wanted to talk about is there's a DLC for the last of us where you play as ellie and she kisses a girl in that game too i think it's riley and nobody said 
anything about it. That's another question is why is this such a problem now? You know, I don't remember any controversy at the time when it first happened. You know, I four or five years ago when the DLC was released, probably even longer, honestly. I don't even remember. I think that confirms your previous thought of it being parents and, you know, fanatics and people who are just ignorant to this whole subject. You said that in the DLC, Ellie kisses a girl. Well, that wasn't a trailer. So how would the people who are really pissed off about this who never play the game, how would they know about that? Exactly. And the difference is, is they put it front and center in a trailer this time. So I could see how it could rile up a bunch of people who who thought that way like oh it's it's right in our face and this this shouldn't be in our video games but at the at the end of the day the trailer wasn't about the kiss no the trailer was about ellie being a badass that's absolutely true and that's what people should focus on mm-hmm. that's a yeah i mean I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about that because we're still not even done talking about Naughty Dog. Oh, yeah. Um, We're not even done yet, but that was kind of the first two pieces of controversy that had more to do with The Last of Us 2 rather than the studio itself. And we just thought it'd be a good idea to bring it to light. I mean, talk about it a little bit, kind of get some opinions on it. And I'm glad that we did. Yeah. So at this moment in time, I'm I'm still on Naughty Dog's side. So let's see how that changes in the next 10 minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> so this game, I, I think JP and Zar hit a nail on the head. Like it's got such a big following, such a big, everyone's watching. It's got this big freaking, oh my God, why well, can't I even think of what the microscope on it basically at this point. So that was a big issue two years ago was the violence. A big issue last year was what do you call it? Same-sex relations. And now, shit really hit the fan. So Last of Us Part 2 got leaked about two weeks ago. And we're not going to spoil anything for you guys, so don't worry about that. I haven't even watched it. Have you guys watched it? I No, I have not. I don't want to have it spoiled, to be honest. I, exactly. exactly. I didn't watch the leak, no. Because yeah, it's a big leak. Two hours of footage from a beta build or an alpha build got like shown off. And the person playing it was clearly very um, skilled at the game and been playing it a while. So people thought it was a developer. But basically, so Last of Us Part 2 got leaked, like I said, and pretty much two hours of footage got leaked. People were very highly speculative. All last week, it was who did this, what happened. And according to uh, Jason Schreier on Inverse.com, it got leaked out that Naughty Dog just has terrible security. So hackers found a security vulnerability in a patch for an older game and used it to get access to Naughty Dog servers. I think the footage that leaked is from devs actually playing it but it's not an act of protest. It was just footage that got out that really wasn't supposed to. So Sony has been basically playing catch up. I feel like the past week and a half, they confirmed the leak by posting a new update trailer that basically solidified what happened in the game. And then they hid the like to dislike ratio and they also hid the comments. <laughs> and I wanna give a little more context for why people were speculating that it was an angry developer that leaked it. Because if you listen to the Game Team podcast, which I know you do because you're wonderful people. Oh, obviously. Three weeks ago, we talked about how Naughty Dog has actually laid off over 70% of their employees over the time of making The Last of Us 2. So 14 people have quit and gone in and out of that, but that aren't lead designers. And basically, 
people keep quitting this game and people want to find out why what's going on that's causing it to be so awful so i was a little skeptical we now know that that's not the case that someone who was laid off because of the virus was someone who leaked it but to be honest i was skeptical about that anyway because generally when you work on projects like this uh you have to sign some type of non-disclosure agreement and putting any type of breach on that agreement is usually immediate you know jeopardy of legal trouble i mean i could see somebody being angry enough to want to do it but i mean the fallback from actually doing that was too great so i was a little skeptical of that in the first place but i mean now we have the opinion from the man himself jason schreier and i think his theory makes a lot more sense so i want to go and give you guys why why should we trust jason schreier like what's what's his credentials i kind of looked up um him just kind of give you guys like a heads up jason has been working at kotaku from 2011 to 2020 so he's a uh, highly like he's got a lot of connections he's talked to a bunch of people um he has his uh way of getting information and so this is someone that's been in the video game industry for a while it's not just some 4chan user there is a lot going on and basically what i just said so i kind of want to dissect it for a little bit so 70 percent of people quitting that doesn't just happen like there's something going on with this company like there's there's no way that over half your company just wants to leave before the game comes out that's crazy like that, there's usually some terrible thing that's going on inside there clearly like you said jp like you really have to be in some sort of self-destructive mindset to break an nda disclosure exactly but I think that says there's something critically wrong with this company right now for that many people to quit. And I, I, I don't want to leave it all the speculation, but like there's crunch in the video game industry. We, we've been talking about it. There's always been crunch in every company. What do you think is going on at Naughty Dog that could cause three-fourths the company to quit? What do you think, Zar? I think that's just insane. I mean, I don't know if it's because they don't have an air conditioner in the office or if it's something <laughs> as terrible as uh, contract alterations, um, pay cuts, and other such negative incentives to get the game done. But they got to treat these workers better, I think is what it boils down to. Because seriously, the hell is going on there? To do a little more to answer your question, Zach, I mean, you're absolutely right. Crunch in the video game industry is nothing new by any means. And we've heard horror story after horror story after horror story of these game devs getting out of the industry or getting out of a project even and just coming forward to tell their story of what it's like working for these companies and how awful it can be. Uh, personally, I have experience like being a part of a company that kind of just pushes you a little too hard when it comes to some of its projects. And it's so detrimental to your mental health. It really is. So there's definitely a little bit of that going on. Now take that and amplify it at least five times because these devs aren't just working on any project. This is a game that even before it was announced was anticipated to win game of the year. I mean... Last of Us 2, I don't think I've ever seen a more hyped up game before it was even released, honestly. It's a lot of pressure. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's ultimately what some of these devs were feeling was just all this pressure. You know, obviously it's still speculation because we don't know 100% for sure. But when you get the statistics like these and you hear things, I mean, it's so hard to ignore. Sounds like Naughty Dog needs to hire good old Reg, mm. flip their company. <laughs> Reg is already working with GameStop. He's not a miracle worker. <laughs> Hold on. Give me about a month. I'll flip GameStop. 
then Naughty Dog, you're next. He should have a, his own reality TV show. Flip this company. <laughs> oh man, I love Reggie. <laughs> I love that. That's a that's a good segue because Zara and I were talking about when this is all said and done, we kind of think that this could turn into its own little Netflix series. Like, what's going on behind the company? Behind the yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's the new Tiger King. <laughs> Calling it. I mean, this really sucks to hear. This really sucks because obviously, like I said earlier, this is nothing new, but Naughty Dog to me, and I know to both of you as well, is just such a gaming company that I hold so close, not even just for The Last of Us, but for so many other games. Uh, One of my favorites of all time being Jack and Daxter, just hearing that that company that's been with you for so long start to kind of go down this path, it's kind of heartbreaking. Right? Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Uncharted. Yes. Absolutely. And it yeah. just makes you wonder what's the future of the company looking like. And we just talked about this uh, 70% layover. Like you're kind of a your snake that's eating its own tail at this point. Like you're going to just get smaller and smaller and you have this terrible reputation. We are worried about this company because we're like, hey, they've made some of our great games. Like they have they have a lot of nostalgia feels over some of our childhood uh, characters. So it kind of that's why we're talking about them so much. We care about you, Naughty Dog. Get better, please. Get better, please. Because the, I mean, the push from these developers is always from this arbitrary need to meet some type of release date. But I mean, like most reasonable people who play video games would probably say I would much rather know that the people who made the game uh, had their mental well-being taken care of than getting this game earlier. Even if The Last of Us was held off for another year, I would rather see that than hear about stories like these. What do you guys think? Do you agree with me? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I mean, the big fuel for these uh, game developers to be both mentally and physically well is for them to keep making games. It's it's already even putting a sour taste in my mouth. Like even once I do get my hands on The Last of Us 2, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to enjoy it as much because of this. It really is. It's kind of sick to talk about. It's just, it makes me sad because gaming is supposed to bring happiness, not misery. Uh, you ever feel happy when you're playing The Last of Us 2? Come on, come on, <laughs> JP. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> it's a pretty grim title. Um, yeah. Do we have anything else to say about this or can we just put this to bed? No, I want to shit on Sony some more. <laughs> what about you, Zar? I, w- I always want to shit on Sony. Friends, please. <laughs> <laughs> Gooby, please. All right, all right. Gooby, please. Uh, let the misery end. No, um, I think the last thing I want to know is, so JP, you're still going to be buying The Last of Us 2. Oh, you, you just had to, you had to I, ask. I was like innately curious. I mean, like, because, yeah, there's a lot going on there. They already have your money and we know it. The honest to God truth is probably. It's terrible to say, but like boycotting this game, even if we did, I don't, Not that I'm saying that's in the works or anything, but if that were a possibility, it just, I don't think it would make much of a difference. Here's the honest, cold, hard truth. Naughty Dog is in the spotlight here because it has one of the most popular games ever made being produced right now. But this behavior is not exclusive to Naughty Dog. There are so many game devs that treat their employees like this. I mean, it's hard. So I don't think the problem starts with Naughty Dog. It's a problem in the industry. And I just don't want to just tackle it at Naughty Dog. I want to address it all together. And I want people to band together and say, look, we want the mental health of our game devs preserved, even if it is at the expense of a launch date that is sooner than anticipated. All right, I don't want to go on too big a tangent here, but I did want to hit this point. At the end of the day, Naughty Dog's a company. At the end of the day, 
Sony's a company. They've got to make money. We get that. We understand that. But at what point is someone's mental well-being like, you know, worth that push? Like, I, I get you got to have that bottom line. You got to make so much money or else it's just not considered worth it. I mean, this gets out too. like companies when they push people like this. And this isn't just gaming. This is literally everybody. When the public hears about it, it hurts sales. It hurts your image and therefore it hurts your sales. You know, there's no downside to treating your employees better. There's just not. Yeah. So I just want to, we want to get that point out. Like we understand we're not like some happy go lucky, like we expect the world to be perfect and rainbows, but I do. This is, <laughs> we'd like it to be, but it won't be. <laughs> but no, JP's right. As a final note to this, our opinion officially stands is that we should not scapegoat Naughty Dog, that this is an industry problem. So let's work to fight that, that stigma. Yeah, and it makes me really sad to talk about. So I'm done. Can, let's talk about the next thing. All right, reset. JP's happy. I'm always happy. <laughs> yeah. Next next news video game releases boys are you guys hyped uh, yeah <laughs> i'm always hyped all right aren't you guys into apex apex is pretty big right now i know a um, lot of people who love it yeah i've got a lot of friends that like apex uh i'm just i'm not on board the train but i've heard it's good mikhail antonio where are you guys at i know you'd be here like throwing a party right now apex legend season five not on switch yet very sad about it <laughs> coming to pc PS4, Xbox One, May 12th. Very cool. If you are an Apex Legends fan, I know you're hyped. So get that to look forward to on May 12th. After that, Czar, Halo 2, Anniversary. It's coming oh, to PC oh, on May 12th. I'm really excited for that. It looks beautiful. And Halo 2 is still my favorite Halo game in the franchise. Yeah, you and me can do some multiplayer. How much are they putting that out for? Is it a full 60? Well, JP, throwing me on the spot here. <laughs> Halo 2 anniversary price. That would be, oh, no way. Just kidding, it's 40 bucks. Yeah, 40 bucks or, isn't bad. I'd pay $40. Or if you're an Xbox Game Pass member, you're already set up. You're good to go. That's true. Yep, play it for free. All right, so Xbox Game Pass people, you got some hype things to look forward there. And um, people who like to spend 40 bucks. I mean, Halo 2 is the game that keeps on freaking giving. Oh, so, it's so worth those it. Those two demographics. I love spending $40. <laughs> so worth it. Uh, it is it is it's got a good i mean crap, that's like the best halo story mode right there i think oh yeah i promise if you download it you will not regret it that that's an official czar promise <laughs> now this is pod racing <laughs> star wars episode one racer is coming to ps4 on may 12th i'm so glad you did that <laughs> so um the meme the myth the legend it's back boys and girls um so that's cool may 12th it's coming to ps4 i feel like that was coming to switch i'm gonna have to look it up right now because i'm kind of salty i can't say switch i'm not star wars <laughs> i'm not star wars episode one racer on the playstation 4 may 12th all right the next came coming out on my birthday may 14th best friends forever what even is that <laughs> i have no clue um <laughs> apparently publisher alliance and developer star cult have announced pet care and dating simulation game <laughs> best friends forever for the nintendo switch and the pc fuck it i'm sold <laughs> <laughs> I could not think of a better birthday present than Best Friends <laughs> Forever coming out. <laughs> All right. TT Isle of Man, right on the edge too, coming to the Nintendo Switch on May 14th. 
this is a racing game for ultra realistic writing skills and this is coming to the nintendo switch huh zach what do you think you picking that up nope <laughs> all right next, <laughs> next game <laughs> all right i got this one guys hatsune miku project diva nice mega mix switch may 15th oh all right this is a big deal because i can crap on sony a little bit it's a rhythm game for nintendo switch being developed by sega this is the first game in the project diva series released for a non-playstation console Oof. you nervous jp you sweating over there not at all <laughs> no <laughs> can you try saying that title for me jp Hatsune Miku, Project Diva, Megamix. All things aside, that was beautiful. Good job. <laughs> hey, thanks, bud. <laughs> Screw you, man. Tales of RP <laughs> City, Volume 1, PC, on May 15th. It's a first-person adventure game, all set on, around, and under a single street corner. What do you guys think? I mean, it's a tall tale kind of game. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, like, like a Walking Dead, but like under a single street corner oh telltale games are pretty great actually so yeah obviously the studio's not around anymore but if it's like telltale-esque i mean those games the episodic games always had me interested i love adventure games i say it over and over again it's all about the story so honestly yeah uh tales from off peak city volume one for the pc i may check that out okay all right and this next one uh jp i think this is your uh your forte man keep it keep it going all right. Finally, on May 15th, Those Who Remain coming out on the PC, the PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One. As the lights go out, the embers of darkness are stoked in the sleepy town of Dormont. Confront uncomfortable horrors, keep your sanity in check, and survive the night in this story-driven first-person psychological thriller. Yeah, that does sound like my kind of game, doesn't it? Maybe this yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah. this game will cheer me up, <laughs> hanging out in the embers of darkness. And I think that is it for the games that are coming out this week, which means this is the end of this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. Guys, I don't think I've ever been more bummed out after an episode. I know, the Switch is sounding like hotcakes, so I'm feeling pretty good about Nintendo. Oh my God, would you fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty indifferent about the whole situation. None of this had to do with Xbox. Halo oh, 2's coming just out, wait. so... We're getting to you, buddy. We're getting to you. <laughs> yeah. You can go straight to Hellzar. <laughs> I'll see you there. All right, all right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye! Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. If you liked what you heard, why not follow us on social media? You can find us on Twitter at the Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Game Tea Podcast.